this is Lisa Nearing with Soft Skills 101. This podcast is sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy, education that takes you in the right direction. What makes True North Homeschool Academy's live online classes different? Well, our teachers for one. Our teachers come from all over the United States and Israel. They're experienced teachers and committed to quality education. Most of them are homeschooled themselves or are currently homeschooling their own children. Our teachers are knowledgeable about their subject matter, passionately committed to quality, and love teaching. Parents and students can take one or two classes or a full academic load. Secondly, we're affordable. Compare our costs, which for most of our classes includes live online instruction, the experience and commitment of each of our teachers, the fact that we provide assessments and gradings, to any other online program. Class bundles are available for even greater savings. Thirdly, we're coming from a decidedly Judeo-Christian point of view. We pray in class and we talk openly about issues of faith. Our teachers are committed to praying for your kids. Kids in the classes are building friendships with other students around the country and even out of it. Our goal is to come alongside fellow homeschooling families to provide quality education that takes them in the right direction, headed true north. Today on the show, I'm thrilled to have Dr. Melanie Wilson, whom you probably know through her popular blog and podcast, Psycho with Six. Dr. Melanie Wilson is a Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. Three of her sons have graduated, leaving her with an eighth grader, a sophomore, and a senior that she is still homeschooling. She credits God and her husband of 27 years for the time to write, speak, and homeschool. While she doesn't practice anymore, she does share sanity-saving ideas on her blog, Psycho with Six. Melanie is the author of the Organized Homeschool Life Book and Planner, Grammar Galaxy, a story-based elementary language arts curriculum that has earned rave reviews and A Year of Living Productively. She also hosts a popular podcast for homeschoolers, The Homeschool Sanity Show, hosted by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. She enjoys leading several other Facebook groups, including the No Drama Mama Facebook community and Homeschool Sanity Circle. Dr. Wilson joins us today to talk about time and distraction management. Take a listen, share, and download this podcast. So, Melanie, I'm so glad you're with us today. Thanks for joining us. Well, it is my pleasure to be here. So, you you have a lot of a lot of great things to say about just managing time, and you have a a, a, a planner, um, and just really how to focus on your time and energy. And I'm just hoping that in this episode we can give our listeners some really practical ways to deal with time management but also distraction management. And that's not really a term you hear a lot of the, a lot of the time just thrown around like we're going to do a distraction management <laughs> um, mm. workshop or whatever, but it seems like it's becoming um, just on our radar more and more as we have so many distractions with notifications and electronic beeps and buzzes. So <laughs> we'd love to get your wisdom on this big, broad topic. What can you tell us about time management and then distraction management? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have 
six distractions who are my kids <laughs> and I have two dog distractions and one husband distraction <laughs> and then the biggest source of distractions if I'm being honest is my own brain mm. my own mind is taking me off in so many different directions with shiny object syndrome uh-huh I think that distraction management is an ongoing process that it's, we're never going to say, Oh yeah, I've completely mastered distractions. Um, not possible, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't always be working toward becoming more focused on things that matter to us. So let's jump in and talk about distractions. Yeah. When we are very intent on accomplishing something, like when we are getting ready to go on vacation, we limit distractions. Hmm. You know, if, if you are getting things packed and you, you know, you have all these things that you have to get done so that you can go on vacation without having, you know, any tasks to do for um, maybe a job that you do or a ministry that you help with, all those things, you take care of them. And when your girlfriend calls, you probably will let that go to voicemail Mm -hmm. until you get it finished because you're thinking, well, I could talk to her as I'm, you know, traveling um, on vacation. And you are not going to be surfing Pinterest for cute decorations to use for the holidays. And even when your, your child or your spouse says, Hey, you know, um, maybe we should consider getting a new gizmo or gadget for our house. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk about that. And you are going to say, not now, mm-hmm. not now. We need to have the same type of focus, laser focus with our goal in mind Mm -hmm. when it comes to things that are really important to us. And many times we have projects and goals that are very important to us, but we don't realize their importance maybe until we have let day after day and week after week, month after month, and even year after year go by when we have let the distractions of less important things um, keep us from making any progress. Mm -hmm. So my best tip for getting started on this is to write down your why and discuss your why. If you have a project that is family involved, what is your why? What is your why for cleaning out the garage? Why do you want to do that? Do you have um, a big party coming up? Like my husband and I usually have big outdoor parties and we have the garage open and I don't want my garage to be looking filthy <laughs> when, I have, when I have a party. Yeah. Or is it because cleaning out the garage will mean that you are not constantly looking for things? Or does it mean that you can finally park your car in your garage? Imagine that and how nice that would be to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your why? And 
you need to keep that in your visual space and your mental space as often as possible. Mm -hmm. So whether that's uh, creating a vision board where you have pictures of your organized garage um, that that you would like to achieve um, and maybe some uh, pictures of the things that an organized garage will allow you to achieve. Like, uh, you know, maybe you want to, maybe you would like to get a jet ski and be able to keep that in your garage. And so you could have pictures of families jet skiing and how much fun that would be. And so of course I'm just using the garage as an example, but what I have found works very well for me is if I reflect on my why for an important goal or project Mm -hmm. daily. So if I will reflect on that and my reasons during my morning devotion time, or if I will reflect on that as I am planning the next day, maybe I do that in the evening. But every day, if I will reflect on the reasons that I want to accomplish something with my time, it's less likely that I will be dissuaded um, by, you know, the lure of the internet or the phone or, or whatever it is, just like with a vacation, I probably, and you probably don't have a vision board of your vacation that you're about to take, but you have that vacation in your mind Mm -hmm. firmly. You are reflecting on it. You are talking about it with other people. I can't wait to get on vacation because this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to feel. And we have to reproduce that same motivating why um, with whatever it is that we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's step number one. Yeah, I love it. And I guess as you're talking, what's really coming to mind is sometimes we have things to do that aren't as fun as a vacation or a party in the garage. <laughs> uh, sometimes we have things like our kid just can't learn math for some reason, or we need to get to the gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and it's hard to stay motivated, but having that vision board, writing the vision, making it plain, just keeping it at the front of your mind can really help you with that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That was like tip number one. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have another good one for us, I bet. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, um, you can definitely use strategies for blocking distractions, but remember that your why has to come first. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can set up um, my, my phone with apps that turn off my access to certain apps like Facebook or um, Instagram, but your phone is going to give you an out. (laughs) You always have an out. Mm -hmm. So if your why isn't strong enough, um, using those kinds of, um, you know, distraction blockers is not going to be effective. So always start with the why first, but then, you know, try to come up with some really good methods for um, making it harder for you to engage in the distractions. So, Um, I use social media on my phone for my business. So, um, it is not 
a good idea for me to delete those apps from my phone and force myself to use them on desktop or even force myself to re-download the apps when I want to use them. Mm -hmm. But for other people, if you aren't using social media for business, you don't have that kind of a purpose and you feel that your time on social media is distracting you from your goals, then make it harder to do that. Use blocking apps. You know, my iPhone allows me to say, I will not have access to these apps until uh, noon, Mm -hmm. uh, for example. And yes, you can bypass them, but it makes it harder. Mm -hmm. Um, So consider those things. And then let's talk about, and I think this is going to really lead into tip number three, but you know, there are, there are other things that you can do that are, that don't involve software. So um, sleeping with your phone, not beside your bed, Uh that has helped me a great deal because when I have my phone just sitting by my bed, the first thing that I want to do when I wake up is reach for it. And morning time is my most productive time. So if I start my day, I open my eyes and I get sucked into my email, my messages, my social media, I'm going to lose really valuable time Mm -hmm. in my day. So, you know, when is the time that, or, or, yeah, if you get distracted like I do by your phone, um, you know, make it inaccessible Mm -hmm. to you. Um, Make it so that you just um, automatically do the thing that is going to help you the most. So um, for example, another more positive instead of like a negative thing, like trying to keep yourself from doing something that you don't want to do. Think about ways that you can encourage yourself to do the thing that you do want to do. So one of the things that I have done for years is I sleep in clean workout clothes. So as soon as I wake up, I don't have to do anything but lace up my shoes and work out because that's what I want to do first thing in the morning. I don't that's have awesome. To, that is a yeah. great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. As long as you have the basics there. And I also have my shoes sitting out so I don't have to dig in the closet for them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I get up before my husband and it's dark and I don't want to be digging around in my drawers and waking him up with the lights. So. Um, it, that is another way of helping you make it easier to do the right thing that you want to do than to not do it. Yeah. Um, and, and there are so many ways that you can, that you can do that. So let's talk about, um, healthy eating. Of course you can, you know, maybe your whole family, like being, you know, eating healthier is a goal for you, which it is for so many of us. So yes, you can tell yourself, well, I'm not going to buy the chips and the cookies and all of the, and the soda and that kind of thing at the store. And that's, that's a good goal for sure. But you can also make it easier for your family to eat healthy snacks by preparing them ahead of time and having them sitting out, um, putting them at the front of the refrigerator putting the unhealthier snacks, making those harder to reach Mm -hmm. so that the healthy snacks are the most visible. Um, And they're, you know, you have them pre-prepared. You have the veggies cut up. Um, Maybe you even have a, you know, a thing of dip already 
uh, ready to go. If your kids like to dip their veggies, that's what I like to do. Um, But so, you know, to think about it that way. Um, Yes, I can, you know, I can start with my why, because if I'm super motivated and I remind myself of why all the time, it's easier for me to um, say no to um, my bad habits. And then you can make your bad habits harder to do and you can make your good habits really easy to do. Mm-hmm. I love it. Don't take away something if you can't replace it with something mm-hmm. in a positive light in a sense, you know, just mm-hmm. make it easy on yourself. I love that. Yeah. So start with your why, make bad habits harder and make good habits easier. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have, you have actually accomplished so much. You have a PhD in psychology. You have six kids, which is a hassle full of kids. You have mm-hmm. written curriculum. You speak, mm-hmm. you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. How do you get, and you, and you play tennis regularly, I think. Yes. <laughs> How yeah. do you get all this stuff done? You're happily married, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> Yes. And, I mean, you're talking about some simple things, but really, in, you have this grand picture that you're working towards. So can you just share, how do you juggle it all in a mm-hmm. way that everybody's still smiling at the end of the day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like that is, honestly, that is my greatest accomplishment. Mm-hmm. There was a time, maybe hmm, a year and a half ago, when I was kind of comparing myself to people who are more successful in some areas than I am. And my friend said, you have adult kids that you have an amazing relationship with. You have a happy functional family and a happy functional marriage. You have friends, you are happy, you have hobbies. And she said, that is success. And I was like, wow, you're right. (laughs) That really is success. And so, um, you know, I, I owe, um, that success by that definition to God. I couldn't do anything without him. I, nothing, nothing. Um, second, I owe so much of that success to my husband because my husband helps me to stay in alignment with what matters to us as a family. So, you know, he will say, you know, maybe I'm working at night, which is something that I try to avoid doing. Um, And he will say, hey, you know, come up and play a game with us. Come up and let's watch a movie together as a family. Um, he will say on Saturday when I'm maybe thinking, yeah, I'm going to get a lot, a lot done. He'll say, Hey, we're going to go hiking. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, and you know, I might grumble a little bit at the time, but I'm so appreciative mm. for him helping me to achieve that balance. And he is the one who is very much an inspiration for our family being into physical fitness because that's so important to him and he makes sure <laughs> that we're doing it. Um, so, so that comes into play. Um, and then I believe that the next reason that I've been able to accomplish those things is because I have time boundaries Mm. and so many moms I talk to don't have those. And here's what I mean by that. Yeah. When I, um, sitting down to work on my writing. So I'm writing curriculum or 
maybe I am getting ready to record a podcast. I make sure if they're awake, I make sure to let my family know that I am not available for anything but the most dire of emergencies. Um, Years ago, I had someone say to me, I bet you don't get upset unless you see blood. And I said, I don't get upset when I see blood because I see that all the time. (laughs) I have five boys. Five boys. Five of my six kids are, are boys. I see blood all the time. I get upset when I have to go to the ER. That upsets me. I want to make a meme of that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure um, that I will, but that's, yeah, that's right. funny. <laughs> you know, so I don't, I make it crystal clear to my family that I am not to be interrupted mm-hmm. when I am doing those things. At the same time, they I make did. it clear to me that when we are having family time, they expect me not to be on Voxer talking to my friends, not to be trying to do social media stuff, not to be trying to sneak in work while, you know, I'm supposed to be spending time with my family. You know, that, that is how it works. It's accountability and boundaries going both ways. I love that because the research is in that says multitasking really is is not a deal. It doesn't work. Somebody's getting gypped. And if we can get a hold of that as moms, we can really do ourselves and our kids a favor mm-hmm. um, of just being able to be focused in what we're doing and not feeling like we're getting pulled in 12 directions all the time. Right. I love because that. Here, here's what happens. And I, I read this and I do not remember which book this was, but I read this in a parenting book years and years ago. And it basically said that what we as moms tend to do is we will be trying to, um, maybe we are, uh, I'm trying to think of a really good example, but maybe we are playing, quote unquote, playing a board game (laughs) with our child. And we are also talking on the phone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think somehow you can play sorry with your child while you're also talking to your girlfriend. And what happens is we aren't getting satisfaction from either of those activities. Mm -hmm. So I have had some personal time, right? Because I've been talking to my friend and I, I think that we need that. Um, I know I do because I'm an extrovert. I need a lot more uh, friendship time than some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will get done playing the board game and with my phone call, and I feel like I need more. My child also feels like he needs more mm-hmm. because he did not have my attention. He did not have my attention. And so we get into this vicious cycle where we keep trying to do you know, those, those things where we're not truly focused on it. And, you know, board games don't have to take an hour. If you really focus in, oh, maybe sorry does. I don't know. (laughs) Some of those games, it's like, no, Candyland, I get that card that sent me back. No. Right. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if we will give our family, and that includes um, spouses as well. But if we make it clear, you have my full attention. 
there is such a sense of trust Mm. and peace that our family members have so that then I can devote my full attention to things that renew and recharge me personally, whether that's working on business stuff or surfing, surfing the internet. I'm not getting real satisfaction from being on Facebook when I'm supposed to be spending time with my kids Mm -hmm. or my husband, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's not doing what I need it to do. And so that's why we feel like I got to do more and more and more because we're never getting satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, So firm time boundaries are so important. And so that's one aspect, but it's also um, making it so clear to your family that your needs and what you are doing is important too. Um, you know, like I have given this example to friends of mine that my husband, um, he works out of our home and he has an office separate from our house and he's often talking to his customers on the phone. Well, (laughs) I would no more barge into his office and interrupt him when he's doing his work. Um, why? Because I respect him. Um, and when that has happened, especially when my kids were younger, if they would, you know, go out to the office and like, you know, whip open the door and just start talking, man, he makes sure they get out of there quick. You know, (laughs) he's like, "Ah," you know, he's like signaling, get out of here. Um, I totally understand that he is doing something valuable and he deserves to have respect Mm -hmm. for his time and his work. I need to have that same attitude Mm -hmm. toward what I am doing. And I find that many, many moms don't see themselves that way. It's like, well, no matter what I'm doing, you can interrupt me. You can, you can, you know, override what I'm doing because what you're doing is more important. Um, and I've had to have some conversations with my husband and just say, Nope, you know, (laughs) it really can't be this way. And, you know, with my kids, you are not allowed to, um, be in the vicinity when I'm doing an online interview and, you know, yakking and, you know, interrupting me, not acceptable. Right. You know, there needs to be some teeth to that. Um, as well, especially if you have, um, younger kids, you know, there needs to be a consequence. Okay. So you took up my time that was devoted to this work. So now you're going to make up for that time by doing some of my work. Mm. So you're going to make consequences. Yep. Yep. You're making dinner tonight. Thanks so much. (laughs) I love it. That's a help. Yeah. And I think for those of us who are home, um, it, maybe we don't have a, a job that we do from home, but if we're homeschooling, mm-hmm. we're around mm-hmm. all the time. And I think a lot of times our kids do, and our husbands do think you're available, you're home and you're not really working, but just in order to recharge, I just want to yeah. really encourage those moms with a bunch of young kids, um, you know, to recharge and be the best mom you can be it, mm-hmm. you know, set aside time where you can read a book or talk with a girlfriend or go out for coffee or do those things that really refuel you so you can have quality time. Like Melanie said. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not just that it's going to recharge you, which will in turn bless your husband, 
and bless your children. And this is another thing that I tell homeschoolers all the time because it is the truth. And that is what your family wants most from you is your happiness. Mm. They want you to be happy. They would much rather have you be happy than to have, you know, a four course um, homemade meal on the table (laughs) every night. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, I could go on and on. That is what they want from you. Right. So do what you need to do to feel happy and to feel like you are being taken care of. And at the same time that you are doing that, you are also modeling for your kids how to have healthy boundaries and how to take care of themselves. Mm. They are parents. Yeah. I love that. Wow. I could just listen to you talk about this for a lot longer, (laughs) (laughs) but I just really appreciate your, your taking time to talk to us about, about time and distraction management. I will have extensive show notes and, um, this was really great stuff, especially as we enter the holiday season. Um, I just uh, heard from a mom today who said a couple years ago or several years ago, she stayed up all night before Thanksgiving making um, handcrafted uh, Plymouth boats for the kids' tables. <laughs> she didn't oh. sleep at all. And then when everybody got there for Thanksgiving dinner, she was so exhausted and crying. And, you know, oh. it's just, you know, we've got to be careful about how we manage our time and selves and, um, and, and just really the distractions can, can be, there's a plethora of distractions all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just focusing on the good things. And what's, and what's most important, I, I'm sure she felt like what was most important was enjoying the holiday with her family, but that didn't happen because she got distracted by the, the crafting. Yeah. Um, but I love what you said. What our family wants most is our happiness. And that is such a blessing. We need to protect that for the people mm-hmm. in our homes and our lives. So yes. a great word. Well, thank you so much. Um, I just really appreciate your taking time again to do this and share your wisdom with us. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks.